You're listening to The Collected Podcast, bringing you stories that remind us who God is and who we are in Him. The Collected Podcast is a production of Collected Ministries, a nonprofit organization dedicated to helping disciples of Jesus discover and live from their true identity in Christ, recognize and walk in their divine purpose within the kingdom of God, and experience growth in their capacity for mature, healthy relationships. Follow Collected on social media at Collected Ministries, and be sure to visit thecollectedpodcast.com for show notes and additional content related to today's episode. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 22 of The Collected Podcast. I'm your host, Jess Biondo, and this week I have an exciting episode for you. Um, There is no guest. It's just me, and I have some updates to share um, and one really big thing that God has done. Um, And so as I was, you know, kind of planning, and I usually schedule guests two months in advance if I'm really on top of my game. Um, But lately, just with everything that's been going on, it's been more like a month in advance, but I try and stay on top of it. And for whatever reason, this slot dropping, what is this, August 25th, 2020, um, I could not book anybody. And, you know, people would confirm and then something would change and we'd have to push back the recording. So I have some amazing guests lined up to wrap out season four. But for this one, you know, I tried maybe two or three times to fill it. And then I said, you know what, Lord, I'll do it. I feel like maybe you'll give me something to share. And I didn't have anything particular in mind, but I just started praying a few weeks ago, like, Lord, I'm going to stop trying to book this slot because I feel like you'll give me something. Um, So lo and behold, of course, I mean, God is just so good. Like when we lean in and dig into his word, he wants to reveal himself to us. Like he is there for us to discover, which is so exciting and wonderful and mind-blowing that the God of the universe makes himself known, you know, not completely. We'll never fully know him with our limited minds, but even that we can get glimpses and continue to grow in our knowledge of him while we're still on earth, that is just incredible, you know, period. (laughs) End of thought. Um, But I, you know, I just felt really excited that he was going to show me something, and he did, and it coincides. Finally, 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 if you have been listening to the show for a while, you have heard me talk about my renovated, floody condo for almost two years. Um, It flooded November 2020, November 12th, 2020, Um, and finally, it's done. I am moving in in two days. Um, I got the email Sunday that everything was finally finished. I signed off on it, and I am moving back into my home after 21, almost 22 months of being, I mean, technically displaced, even though God always provided a place and a home along the way. I have just felt a little rootless, a little frustrated, um, a little confused as to why it was taking so long to renovate 650 square feet. Some of you in your minds, when you hear me talk about how long it's taking, you may think I live in a mansion that might take years to renovate. This is one bedroom, 650 square feet, 
but I am so thrilled to be able to move back in. And so when, you know, when I got that word on Sunday, and I was with my family, and we were celebrating the wedding of my brother to the love of his life, my new sister. And I just, I, like Sunday, I was really emotional to celebrate such a joyous event and then to get this great news about my condo. And it was a lot to process. And then I realized, oh, and I have to record a podcast episode. God, there's something here. Like, what have you taught me over the past two years? And how do I summarize it? How do I verbalize it? Because I'm I'm still figuring it out. Sometimes when we're going through it, we don't have full clarity on the lessons God is teaching us. You know, sometimes we see those things in hindsight, or he starts to connect dots that make things more clear. And so that's what started to happen this week as I praised him that my condo is finally complete, but also as I prayed for just some new insight into what I've walked through over the past months, um, almost years. And he's so good. He gave me something. Um, so I want—I <laughs> got this like image or thought comparing this process in life, this like journey I've been on, which has taken so much more time than I ever wanted. And there were so many moments of frustration, but being reminded over and over that the journey of life takes time. Sometimes things just take time. And this sermon that I had heard years ago, I ended up finding my old sermon notes. It was a sermon from 2018. And I feel terrible because I didn't write down where I was or who the speaker was. So I'm going to share some things in a few minutes that are not my original thoughts. I cannot claim them, um, but it just perfectly connected with the picture I felt like God gave me. So the sermon title was Birthing God's Plan. And um, I'll get into more what the sermon was about in a minute, but I got this image of like growing a baby, I guess also known as pregnancy. So when a woman is pregnant, I've never been pregnant, but I would imagine that about four months in, you don't start pushing. That would be absurd, right? I mean, the baby's not done growing. You're, you cannot will your body to push the baby out as hard as you push. You'll probably just end up in a pile of poo, literally, figuratively, metaphorically. I don't know. Um, sorry, too much. Um, but you you wouldn't do that. Like that that would seem silly and absurd. And no one would think to do that with a baby. It's not healthy for the mom. It's not healthy for the baby. And it's just going to be a waste of effort and energy. Um, and yet, I feel like that is what I was doing for so long with my condo, but also throughout my whole life with, with relationships or job opportunities or, I don't know, just anything I felt like I wanted. I always wanted it quickly. And so my life has been a continual journey of learning to slow down and even if I don't always enjoy the process, to recognize that the process has a purpose. And that is just what I keep hearing over and over, that the process has a purpose, even when I don't understand it. 
you know, if I'm growing a baby, if I'm pregnant, then I don't fully understand how that works and how the baby grows this thing and this thing and forms into a whole little person that's ready to be born. Um, and yet it's happening. And and bodies do that. Women do that all the time. And yet, you know, it's not like the woman who's growing the baby has to think about every little thing in order for it to happen to the baby. It's not like the mom has to constantly think, okay, fingernails grow, fingernails grow, grow, fingernails, let's grow. You know, that's that's not how it works. Praise the Lord, because that would be inefficient and exhausting. Um, so, you know, I just... I started seeing all these parallels between pregnancy and just the process of waiting and growing in our lives. And, you know, God is constantly growing new things, whether it's experiences or opportunities or even just our own characters. He's constantly working in our hearts and growing us into who He's created us to be. And, you know, I think along the way, we try and rush it or, you know, we try and control it. And yet so many things, when we're just seeking after Him, He's making them happen without us consciously realizing it. And that's why I think journaling is so important as well, because that's when you can look back And so often I forget things that have happened in my life. And yet when I take the time to read back through old journal entries, God connects the pieces in such powerful ways because He brings back to mind things I've walked through and lessons I had learned. And then a lesson I learned four years down the road connects to one I learned in the past. And all of a sudden, I have this new insight about who the Lord is and the way that He works and the way that He provided over the long span of time. You know, we see these little glimpses along the way, but when we look at the whole journey we've been on, um, I think we can often see God's fingerprints even more. Um, Yeah, so there's my little plug for journaling. But uh, back to my condo and this whole idea of you know birthing something new. So I want to share with you a little bit about that um, sermon that I heard. So, you know, that kind of sparked this whole analogy in the beginning. So the sermon, like I've mentioned, was called Birthing God's Plan. And um, the speaker broke down three women in the Bible who had significant pregnancies that are detailed in the scriptures. And um So the first one is Sarah, and we're going to look at just some quick things we learn about their experience and about the way that God worked and their response to Him. So Sarah married to Abraham. God promised that He would give them a son and that that son would become a great nation, and eventually they became the nation of Israel. And so in Genesis 18, verse 9 through 5, Sarah laughs at God when he tells her that she will have a baby. I mean, she's she's up in, up in age. It would definitely be considered a geriatric, geriatric pregnancy, <laughs> um, but I would be as well. So I can't, you know, fault Sarah too bad for laughing there. But um, in Hebrews eleven eleven, though, Sarah, even though she laughed at God and didn't necessarily believe him right away, she's still listed in the hall of faith 
She laughed at God, but that was only one moment. And I love this idea that we can't judge people based on one moment, and we can't judge ourselves based on one moment. Because she may have laughed and had a moment of disbelief, but in the end, she considered God faithful, and she did believe Him. And so I think the lesson from Sarah there is that we have to consider God faithful. And the power is not in our own abilities, but rather in God's Word, in the character of God, in the promises of God. And if God has promised something, He will see it through. He will be faithful. It may not look how we look. And, you know, I I think sometimes maybe we may misread God's promises. Um Or, you know, we read something in the Bible and maybe it wasn't a specific promise for us. Maybe it's a promise to the nation of Israel. Maybe it's a promise to God's people as a whole and a promise that He will fulfill when He returns. You know, so so everything that we want, you know, isn't going to happen in this life. Um, You know, but even if something doesn't turn out how we expected, God is still faithful, and He's always faithful to finish what He started. And I just love that lesson from Sarah's life. So number one, Sarah reminding us that we must consider God faithful. And sometimes, you know, I just say it over and over, or I write it uh, in my journal, God, you are faithful. God, you are faithful. Because sometimes I don't I don't see the faithfulness in every moment. That doesn't mean it's not there, though. Um, and so, lesson one, we must consider God faithful. Thank you, Sarah. Lesson two is from Hannah in 1 Samuel uh, chapter 1, verses 9 through 20. And Hannah cried her soul out to God. She was honest, even when we don't get what we're praying for or crying out for, we can be honest with God about the pain and the heartache. Um, And we must still learn to trust God even when we're not getting the results we wanted in the time we wanted or maybe ever. There's still this element of trusting God and believing in His goodness even when we don't see immediate results. Like we said earlier, the journey takes time. The process takes time. Um, this The story of Hannah reminds us that there will be hardship because this is not our heaven. This earth is fallen at best, but we are promised more. And so also keeping that kingdom mindset that even if I don't get the thing I dreamed of in this life, my dreams in this life are but a fraction of what is awaiting us in the kingdom of God in heaven when we are redeemed and restored. And this life is not all there is. So if I don't end up with, you know, the family I envisioned or dreamed of or, you know, the house or the job or the, uh, you know, talents or skills or opportunities or, or trip or, you know, fill in the blank, whatever it is your heart desires, even if you don't see that now, I believe with my whole heart that when we get to heaven, our biggest, wildest dream on earth is a pinprick compared to the insane dreams 
that will be fulfilled in heaven. Um, so I just want to give that hope to somebody out there that that our dreams here are so small and limited because we don't even we can't even fathom what else is out there. I don't know. That kind of gives me chills. I hope that's for somebody out there. Maybe that was just for me. Um, so another thing about Hannah, in the story, the Bible tells us that for a, a season, people thought she was drunk. Like she looked drunk because she was pouring out her heart to God. And that's where the healing comes. When we stop worrying about how we look to the world and just focus on how we look before God. Um, So Hannah teaches us about honesty and healing and being able to cry out to the Lord. And He's not afraid of our deepest, darkest thoughts and pains and wounds. And He just longs for us to come to those with Him because He knows already. Um, So quick recap. Sarah teaches us we must consider God faithful. Hannah teaches us the importance of being honest, going to God with our pain, and trusting Him with our pain. Um, and the third and final one, uh, and I'm you know I'm pulling from my notes here, and then you know as I'm talking, I'm, I'm adding. So I can't. Who knows what was from the sermon? Who knows what wasn't? But um, hopefully, it's all making sense. So the third and final one is Mary. Of course, we have to talk about Mary, the mother of Jesus. Um, you know, we can't talk about famous Bible births without mentioning Jesus's own mother. And Mary was highly favored of the Lord. The Bible tells us that. We we hear a bit of her story in Luke 1, verses 26 through 38. Uh, but what the world saw was a single woman with an illegitimate child. And yet she was called to greatness even though I'm sure she did not understand it, especially in the beginning. And I'm sure there were hardships and struggles, but even though she didn't fully understand, she still says, let it be done. So Mary surrendered completely, even though in the world's eyes, there had to have been judgment. I mean, that that could not have been easy for her to do something that seemed so countercultural, and yet she said to the Lord, "Let it be done." And so, you know, being highly favored of God, like Mary was, doesn't mean that your life will go according to your plan. It doesn't mean that it will be easy. And yet, God makes it good. You know, when we give Him our yes, we, we've talked on many episodes about the Hebrew word hineni, which is this yes to God without fully knowing what we're saying yes to, but just completely surrendering and being willing to go where He leads. And I mean, that is what Mary did. That's the ultimate hineni of let it be done, Lord. Like, my body is yours. I am your servant. Let it be done. Um, so those were my thoughts from my condo. I feel like I have, I don't know, really (laughs) birthed something new to to keep with the analogy. Um, But I'm just, I'm excited to see what God does next. Um, You know, this is one breakthrough. This is one thing that feels 
finished. You know, I feel like I have some some closure and just Lord willing, it does not flood again. Um, it is a hundred year floodplain. So hopefully in my lifetime, I am good to go. Check that off the list. Uh, you know, but friends have asked, are you going to sell it? Like, what if this happens again? And I'm not going to sell it yet. I'm going to move back in. And, you know, if it happens again, then God will provide again. I don't, you know, I... <laughs> I'm not going to be foolish. I still have my flood insurance, but I feel a piece about heading back there um, and seeing what new things God brings from this place. Um, Because like I've shared before, I do feel like it was such a gift from Him in the beginning when I found it in the first place. And so I believe it will continue to be a gift and I'll continue to see His faithfulness through the condo in different ways. You know, I never would have thought the flood would be such a a clear picture of God's faithfulness because it felt like such a disaster. And yet seeing Him show up for me and provide for me has just made me feel so loved and protected and seen and cared for. Um, I didn't feel any of those things by the restoration company that was in charge of the renovations. But I definitely felt all of those things by God every step of the way as He always provided housing and finances and just whatever I needed in those moments. And, you know, I I don't want people to think that that means that, you know, I had money pouring in. It's like, no, the finances were sometimes because I got a hand lettering job and that was able to get me the money I needed in that moment to pay for a certain bill. Or, you know, it was it was more through opportunities that came up um, that just fulfilled the need. And I think sometimes we can easily skip over those things and forget to recognize them as God's provision. You know, I don't know. It all comes back to Him. He's good. He loves us. And He has a plan in it all. And He is faithful to finish what He started. So we must consider God faithful. We must be honest and trust God with our pain and and go to Him for healing. And then we must surrender. So these women were powerhouses. There is another my favorite Bible character, powerhouse woman, Esther. And I want to dig more into her in a later episode. So maybe my next solo episode will be about Esther. But I am out of time today. I wanted to keep this one short and um, just hopefully encourage you. Please know that I am praying for you and I just love you all. Even though I may never meet some of you in person, I, I care about this community. Um, so if you ever have a prayer request, please email me or reach out um, through our Instagram. You can DM me at Collected Ministries or email me. Um, my email is jess at collectedministries.org. And I just, I want to support you and encourage you and, and remind you of how loved and seen you are by our Heavenly Father who created you for a specific, beautiful wild, magnificent purpose. And you may not see the full picture of that right now, but I believe when we get to heaven and we look back over all the things God was doing behind the scenes, we will just be overcome by how much He loved us. 
And so if we can get a taste of that here on earth, like that is my prayer, that we just experience His love in new ways every single day. So I love you very much. We will be back in two weeks and I will have a guest with me again. And I'm so excited um, for the lineup I have to wrap out season four um, and then some exciting things for season five, which will launch um, in at the end of October, early November. Um, crazy that we're already almost to our fifth season. So I hope you're having a great week and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Collected Podcast. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. And if you like what you've heard, we'd love it if you'd help spread the word. Check back here for new episodes dropping every other Thursday. You can follow along on social media at Collected Ministries. You can also find Jess at Just Beyondo. If you would like to support Collected by making a tax-deductible contribution, please visit collectedministries.org slash donate. Collected proudly supports and partners with Flourish Kenya, a nonprofit working to support and prevent unplanned adolescent pregnancy in rural Kenya. Learn more at flourishkenya.org. The Collected Podcast is produced by Jess Biondo and edited by Jacob Early. Music is by Asaf Elan.